Patas. 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 Welcome to Fart House, where we watch the artsiest, fartsiest films so that you can pretend that you did. I am one of your hosts, Casey O'Brien, and I'm joined by my other host, main resident, Patrick Mallon. Patrick, how are you? I'm doing okay. A little melancholy. Today's my last oh, no. day in Maine. Oh, do you get, are you, do you ever, do, so you get very sad at the end of trips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like a version of the Sunday scaries. Like I can almost never enjoy the end of trips because I'm worried about going home. If you ever wrote a book about your life, a memoir, do you think you could name it the Sunday scaries? For sure. That'd be a good, that would be a good name, I think. For yeah, a book that'd you. be a good one. But um, yeah, basically it's like, there's, there's a formula to it, but like, let's say there's, um, say I'm going on a six day trip. Yeah, I wake day up. Day two, Sunday. No, usually the morning of the third day. Oh, the third. I day. start feeling like the trip's over. Oh. <laughs> Don't you have any problem. desire to be like home to go home? Very. You know what? Kind of. Or is that where the problems live? <laughs> I think that's where the problems live. But it's not necessarily home. It's just like I guess home represents real life, which represents yeah. work and work. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> I feel like whenever I'm on a trip, though, I'm always excited to go back to my bed. Most people are. I think most people that I that I've encountered are very excited to get back to their bed. I couldn't not really you. care less about my bed. No. I know um, you fall asleep on our couch all the time. You don't care about you. You eschew the bed. I do. I'm a bed eschewer. Yes. Um, so yes, and yes. yeah, and Maine is you know it's so nostalgic. It's so oh my god. It's imbued Swimming with in it. it's yeah imbued with so it, many childhood memories. It sort of seems like a nostalgic place, even if you didn't have any memories there. Mm-hmm. You know, it would almost feel like you ha- you're. You know how you can sometimes feel nostalgic for a time that you didn't even participate yeah, in, but you're like sure. nostalgic feelings. It's very are pastoral. Embedded. Um, yes, it's scenic. Um, yes, is bucolic one of the words it could be? Could it be bucolic? Uh, bucolic. Let's that look up seems bucolic. Wrong. Let's see if we're using bucolic right. I feel like that's disease, isn't it? Relating <laughs> no, no. to pl- no, no, no. You're right. Relating to pleasant aspects of the countryside and country yes, life. There you're we go. So right. Bucolic. What am I thinking of? <laughs> I don't know. The bubonic. That's what I'm thinking. It's of. very bubonic, bubonic here. <laughs> It's very bubonic. I hope not. Um, How are you? Well, that's great, Patrick. I'm good. I'm. You can hear. I feel like I sound a little froggy because <laughs> I worked very hard. This I have not had a day off in a long time because I was on a film shoot with our dear friend Luce Tomlin Brenner this weekend. We were shooting her short film Surprise. It looks great. What'd you guys shoot it on? What camera did you use? Oh, what a black magic! I think it what was. What is that? It's a camera. Oh, cool. I don't really. I'm not super familiar not with a gearhead. It. Not a gearhead, but I did shoot some shots because the uh, the DP. It was like 95 degrees every day, and we're it in the was? hot sun, and yeah, it was, it was hot? so hot. Holy smokes! And people were wilting like flowers in the heat <laughs> and warren got really sick and he i think he was also car sick because he'd been riding around so i took over camera duties for one shot oh wow uh so i got to operate did it. did you have a lot of different lenses okay. too i'm curious about yeah, so, yeah he had a whole plethora of stuff cool um it you know for the most part it was tough we were moving fast but and it was so hot but the locations panned out we were a little worried because we didn't have permits oh we yeah where did you, where, and a, which park did you shoot at Eagle Rock Recreation Center, which was perfect, actually. Nice. It was totally fine. And then behind Videotech, we shot. And we actually had permission to shoot back there, but, you know, we could get noise complaints. Right. So that was always kind of a concern of mine. But that, it all went well. The two biggest hiccups is one of the actors lost her shoes. Whoa. And it wouldn't normally be a problem, but her shoes are kind of in a shot where she's like on the ground. And so I bought a pair of shoes that looked similar, but we painted them and they looked like the exact same. Oh, that's so pretty that cool. problem was solved. How did you find and shoes also, that looked almost the exact same and get the color paint? How did you all do that? It, they were black and white tennis shoes. So I got a similar shape and you're not, there were no close-ups on them. So you wouldn't be able to really tell, but from a distance, they looked the exact gotcha, same. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, and then we lost, I wasn't here for this. This happened yesterday, but apparently they lost Luce bought this magnet that sticks to the side of a, her a car that was like we got this van and it's supposed to be like a spa a spa like tour van mm. and so she got this big fake magnet to stick on the side and it fell off when they were driving yesterday oh, and they were looking no. all around for it so they had already gotten some shots of it so they're just going to shoot it from what a different angle. What was this magnet? 
It's like a huge, like four foot by two foot magnet that goes like would go on the side of a van. Oh, like and it like says, a brand like, or something. Spa tools. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Kind of like an. Oh ad. no, and it so, fell off. It fell off, and they couldn't find it. <laughs> and it was like in a residential street. So I was not on set for that day, and it wouldn't. If I had been there that magnet would not have been lost well the shoes were lost on your watch weren't they patrick (laughs) they were you have a saboteur in your midst (laughs) yeah yeah someone is stealing magnets and shoes uh but you know what the biggest concern with like independent shoots are are we going to finish this movie Mm -hmm. and we i can say i I think they're picking up some shots today I, i don't know the status i have to check in with luce but we finished the majority, 95% That's of it. That's super cool. And uh, it's going to be done. Excellent. And it looks great. And the actors were so funny. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. Nice. It was great. So uh, that's where I'm at. I'm a little dazed and confused right now. I bet, just because yeah. I, this is like day eight in a row of like full working. So uh, Patrick, do we have a sponsor today? Casey, we do. And we... Who is it? We, well, first we... Name we, names. We owe Auntie Susan... And yes. this sponsor today, um, something special because he, he he would like us to drink Uzo, but uh, ah. we don't have Uzo right now because I am in Maine and you just had your crazy weekend. I did. So we're going to do an Uzo. We're, maybe, we're, maybe we could do a live stream or something where we drink both of them in one night. That's a good idea. We'll do like an IG live something. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll drink both of those in one night okay. and watch something. Okay. Fantastic. Cool. Um, so That'll it's Karem Tatunchu. I hope I'm pronouncing uh, his name correctly, Karem Tatunchu, and he loves our conversations. Fantastic. Found Do you know this person? No, I don't know this person. Wow. Yeah. This is very kind. Fantastic. They've, Thank you so much for sponsoring this show. They found us on Spotify searching for Three Colors Blue. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah, Les Trois, les trois Couleurs. Bleu. Blue? Bleh. Bleh. <laughs> Bleh. Uh, he likes rewatching really? the movies first and then listening to our podcast on Spotify. And his ah. fate, the first art house movie that comes to mind is Color of Paradise by Majid Majidi. Have you seen that? Oh, I've heard of that okay, one. Okay, that one I haven't. So I got cucked that time. You did not. Uh, you, you got cucked? Yeah. Isn't that okay. that's what we're calling it? It's an Iranian film, I think. The other one is yes, t- it is Taste of Cherry by Kiristami, and I've seen other Kiristami yes. films, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing another that name. Iranian filmmaker. Yes, that's so. Those are his two: Color of Paradise and Taste of Cherry. Fantastic. Have not seen Taste of Cherry. Have have seen neither other have I. That Kiristami. we will do that one on this show. I feel like that I can see that image of that man's face. I feel like it's always in art house mm-hmm. things. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll have we'll to do see. those. We'll do it. Oh, we also had fantastic. Um, actually, I don't want to take away from Karim right now, so I'll mention that in just a couple of minutes. But so yeah, thank you yes. very much, Karim, for supporting Karim, the podcast. Thank you, truly, like so kind of you. It really helps the show. Uh, fantastic. Hopefully, we'll encounter each other online, and we can uh, strike up a banter. I don't know, yeah. Patrick. We we would definitely be me. open to banter. Uh, yeah. we- <laughs> But our biggest thing is thank you, thank you for bearing with us. It's mostly my fault for being in a remote location no, and no, not having no, uh, it's okay. not having the beverages available. We're gonna make it fun. We're gonna make it exceptional. We're gonna, we're make, gonna make it. Yes, we're gonna, and you're gonna get more time dedicated to us singing your praises. Yes, yes exactly. As it's a gonna result. be very sustained celebration. So sustained. Yes. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. If anybody else wants to sponsor the show. Venmo Patrick at Patrick-Mallon is $25 for a drink prescription uh, sponsorship, which Karam did for this episode. And then uh, $10, you can also just sponsor the episode and we'll drink whatever we want. Mm-hmm. Water, tea, anything. Um, okay. And also, Patrick, we got a new five-star review, Ooh. which is fantastic. It's by NPM2323. Okay. There is a 0.0% <laughs> chance that I will ever watch any of these movies, but now that I can pretend I did, thanks Casey and Patrick. That is That's great what we to, love hear. to hear. We almost we almost prefer people 
uh, listen to our show and not watch the movies because then they'll watch the movies and they'll be like, these two were dumb. <laughs> they this they got this movie very wrong. <laughs> you know, that is the fear when people do watch the movies and yes. then they hear us, they're like disagreeing with everything that we have to say. Yeah, that is not what, that is clearly not what the filmmaker's <laughs> intent was. Yeah, These two Actually, are bozos. <laughs> How do I get my $25 back? Uh, before we get too much further on, I have a couple notes. Please. Uh, one is I got a random comment on uh, my letterboxed diary entry of Solaris. Uh-huh. And the comment said, release the pilot. Oh. So we, there's one farthead out there that really wants us to release our, <laughs> our pilot episode. <sighs> I don't know if the world is ready for I'm that. So, I'd be so Patrick. curious to go back and listen to it. I can't imagine it's that much worse. What do you think? I bet it's so You think so? That I don't know. I feel like for some reason our voices are higher, like, Hi, welcome <laughs> to the farmhouse. <laughs> Maybe. That's how I picture it. You might be right. Even though it was like less than a year ago. Uh, no, at this point it was probably just about a year ago. We'll think about it. We'll consider it. I also would consider re-recording a Solaris episode. <laughs> yeah. We would have to. I That's wouldn't want to. Um, listen to it before though because then i would be trying to remember everything that i said no yeah no 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 i can't really totally remember what we talked about. yeah i remember we talked um, about his outfit a lot all right patrick time for letterbox rundown uh how would you rate your week on a grading scale um grading on a curve because of uh my current situation sure um so i think i'm gonna give it like a b Okay, I, I have to give myself a D minus. I'm almost a fail. Mm. But so why don't you go first, Patrick? Okay, so I watched um, Body Double, Brian De Palma's Body Double. Ah, I've never seen that. I've seen clips of it. I mean, it isn't Relax? Yes. Frankie Goes to mm-hmm. Hollywood in yeah, that Yeah, fantastic movie? Yes. sequence. And uh, yeah, uh, noted farthead Gita Vikram, who's sponsored one of our episodes, yes, had suggested that uh, I watch that film. Apparently, she's become a huge De Palma fan. Uh, ah. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed my time with the film. It's really goofy, and it kind of feels a little bit like De Palma's, where he's starting to like, <laughs> like stray a little bit to- down towards the path of horniness over all else mm. <laughs> it's like horniness reigns supreme <laughs> is a this vexing is like the inflection filmmaker. point in his career <laughs> yeah don't you think he's an odd filmmaker it's hard to kind of get a grasp on who he is as a filmmaker like he did the first mission impossible mm-hmm. movie yeah he kind of has a he has a distinctive style but at the same time you can you're sometimes surprised that he did so, like phantom of the paradise it's kind of at yeah least, maybe i'm there, not as familiar with his filmography oeuvre but I mean, I've seen quite a few of his movies, and there are movies that I have too. That feel like De Palma movies, but then they also feel like journeyman—not journeyman directors, I, but I feel like there's like a sense of goofiness in a lot of his movies that doesn't feel intentional. Yes, yeah, <laughs> where I'm kind of like, you're not—I don't think you're trying to make this funny, exactly. but this is ridiculous. <laughs> like Sisters comes to mind too, a movie I really like, but. Um. So yeah, that's also on the uh, Criterion Collections Neo Noir collection yeah. I watched last time night moves cool. uh, also from near noir collection on criterion channel uh farewell my lovely with robert okay. mitchum the one you fell asleep yeah but i finished it during last week it's <laughs> yeah, good memory now did you pick up right where you fell asleep or did you start it over again uh i went back about two or three minutes until i mm, just to react yeah exactly to get oriented yeah. see where i was it's fine i mean those kinds of it's a very it, it's played as a very 40 it's it's played as a film noir like a 40s style film yeah. noir. like it's not really it doesn't feel it it just feels like it's t- plucked out of a certain time period and then planted with like 70s equipment because it's like every like yeah. it just it feels like it's, it doesn't feel like a noir movie even though it ostensibly takes place in the 30s yeah. It doesn't really feel that. So it just feels a little jarring. Like it doesn't feel like a. I feel like 80s movies that happens a lot too, where it's like it's supposed to take place in like the 20s or something, but it's like this this is yeah. so clearly made in Speaking the. Speaking of 80s. Brian De Palma too, like even The Untouchables. <laughs> like the Untouchables. Yeah. Yeah. Although Untouchables, I guess, kind of has a, it, it. It's a little bit better than maybe eh. some others. I actually haven't seen The Untouchables. Oh, okay. Um, oh, very good. Just no, those two? I one more. Ooh, you did yeah, good. So uh, my Uncle Ralph, who lives here in Maine, 
uh, he's got something called a man cave. And it's oh, Patrick, tell I'm me more. I'm very jealous. So you are no stranger to basements. You famously lived in one growing up. Love a basement. <laughs> I famously lived in a basement. Yes, in Minneapolis, that was my room. I had the basement by choice, though. Patrick, it wasn't because you like were the, the forgotten. Son. I wasn't. No, I wasn't like Harry Potter under the <laughs> stairs. Uh, Patrick, I feel like if any of my friends were to have a man cave, it would be yeah. you. Your apartment was kind of a man cave. <laughs> exploded all over an entire living space <laughs> yeah i don't love the term man cave but I, I like basically it's just a place where he collects cool stuff uh yeah. so basically and the wife and no women are allowed <laughs> no, women are allowed uh but he's got very cool collection of vintage beer trays and then vintage uh beer signs he has a really cool cool um, oh, what was the one that? Oh, an old Milwaukee had a really cool. Oh, I know you you hate one of Wisconsin, my least but... favorite alcoholic beverages. <laughs> I'll have to get him some grain belt gear. But anyways, yeah. yes, went over there uh, to his place, which is close to where I'm at. And uh, his favorite movie is this movie called The World's Fastest Indian with Anthony Hopkins. Oh, I've heard, heard of it. One? Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer when it came out. I thought it looked a little goofy. Uh, but it was it was nice. It was a fun sort of uplifting movie about an older New Zealand dude who sets out to break the uh, world land speed record on his old Indian motorcycle. Uh, and uh, he comes to Utah to the Bonneville Flats to this special exhibition race and does it breaks the land speed record at like 60 something years old. This New Zealand guy. Very good. Old I bet your uncle would like. Ford versus Ferrari. He does like Ford versus Ferrari. I knew it. Yeah. He was Got wearing his, his he was wearing his he has an Indian motorcycles t shirt and then he also has a world's fastest Indian uh, movie poster also oh, down wow. in the man cave. Yeah. Very cool. You gotta yeah. have a good movie poster in a man cave. Gotta. Gotta. What movie poster would you put in yours? I would put uh I was looking to get a Day Trippers poster. I love that movie, the Day Trippers, but there's not really a good poster of mm. that. Uh, maybe the piano teacher. Would, I think I should do something more fun, like a fun movie. Maybe like High Fidelity, uh, or Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Those feel dorm roomy to me. Mm, you might be right. I just don't want it to be too. I, I I'm, I'll just do Blue Velvet, my favorite yeah, movie. There you go. There you go. Don't you already have a Blue Velvet poster? I, Trisha made me get rid of it. I know. I heard about that. She made me get rid of my White Castle poster, too. She has stripped me of my personality. Uh, Patrick, I'm just going to do my letterboxd. I did Mission Impossible for Ghost Protocol. Those movies are so fun. I'm loving yeah. watching these movies. Uh, famously rented it from Videotech, where I got scoffed at by the rude teller there. Uh, didn't phase me, yeah, though. Yeah, he was very rude to you. We shot in the parking lot behind Videotech, so I actually, on a shoot day, brought my Videotech DVD back to Videotech and dropped it off. That's a classic two birds, one stone scenario, dude. Really, truly a classic (laughs) one. I should have put that in the You can't buy that kind of convenience. (laughs) Underline, underline. Uh, Was the famously rude clerk there during the shoot? No, he wasn't. Oh, good. Thank God. I said he's not allowed. He <laughs> would have disrupted the vibe. Very disruptive. <laughs> toxic. Toxic. <laughs> toxic. Very dark energy that we did not need on set. Uh, although it felt like it was, it could have permeated at any moment. Maybe <laughs> like his, uh, you know, a spirit stayed behind. <laughs> okay, Patrick, let's move on. I've got too much. To, I, I'm excited to talk about this movie. Okay, okay. Uh, like I said at the top, this is Fart House. We watch the artsiest, fartiest films so that you can pretend that you did, which is why today we are talking about Stranger by the Lake. And what uh, series is this a part of, Casey? Oh, Patrick, <laughs> do you reveal it. We came up with the title for the series. <laughs> yes. Actually, Trisha and Patrick came up with this title without me. I didn't have any input, but I sign off on it. So, Wet, hot, sticky summer. Very good. This is the <laughs> wet, hot, sticky summer, and this movie is sticky, oh I would say. God. Very sticky. Uh, very sticky. Uh, we'll discuss Stranger by the Lake and is subjected to our proprietary fartsy test, which determines how impenetrable the movie really is. Patrick, had you heard of this movie before? Do you own this on a DVD in your library? And uh, had you seen it before? I have not seen it. I had heard of it. And I don't own it, but I had heard of it. I don't even remember seeing a trailer for it. I remember just hearing about it in circles 
and seeing the movie poster. In all of around. your film, your cineast film circles. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. What year? This came out in 2014? 2013. 2013. Okay. Yeah. I remember yes, it I, getting released and being at the art house theater in town, but did not see it. Um, I had I had so never heard of it. Me. I had never heard of it until I started dating Trisha, mm. and she brought it up because she really likes this movie, and so it's always been kind of in the back of mind to see it. And so this was your first time seeing this it. This is my first dip in did, the lake. Did Trisha with watch the stranger. it with you? No, I mm. watched it a mere. It, I it ended a mere fifteen minutes before we started recording today. Oh wow! Okay. Watched it today. Uh, Patrick, yes. let's do a brief synopsis. Yes, let's do it. That's okay. Um, so this movie all takes place by the lake. That was kind of cool, didn't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't go anywhere One else. One location. And you kind of don't really realize it either. You don't. I was very gripped by this movie. Me too. But the main character is Frank, and you this You know who lake... he kind of looked like? <laughs> who did he look like, I mean, Jeffrey? The more, the more that I looked, no, the more that I looked on him straight on, it, it didn't really take. But my first thought is like, he looked like a prettier version of Dennis from... <laughs> From It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Dumb bitch. I don't see that at all. Like maybe in profile. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. That's I think uh I think Pierre Deledonchamp is much more attractive. Much much more Dennis, handsome, but... much more handsome. Well, maybe we'll uh, have our um the person that you're keeping a secret from me, our IG IG runner put up a poll. Oh, the Phantom of the Podcast? The Phantom of the Podcast. Maybe they'll put up a poll to see if if Frank looks like Dennis. From it's okay, yeah, we can do that. Up. We can let the listeners decide. He really kind of doesn't, it ta- but it struck me at one moment that it. Okay, <laughs> almost seems like it was. It wouldn't be worth mentioning on the pod, but here we are, uh, Patrick. So the the whole okay. So there's a beach by this lake, and it is where gay men go to cruise to hook up with each other, and they're kind of just wandering aimlessly in the woods near the beach having random sex <laughs> looks like and a pretty Frank, good time <laughs> look like a good time uh just kind of wandering aimlessly hooking up with people like and as you know it, it kind of brought me into that that world because there's very much like eye contact is like a big part like huh you want to hook up and yeah. then it's like if you make eye contact and quickly avert your eyes it's like <laughs> no thank you and there was a lot and frank was very hot so a lot of men staring yeah, at he had him, a lot of he attention was not he was not meeting their gaze. Right. He had Anyways, his pick. He is going there. This is another damn movie about uh, <laughs> like wealthy Europeans having uh, all the free time in the world. <laughs> well, let me. Doing- I think this is actually just a function of France. I don't know if they're that. I mean, I, I think maybe they're wealthy, but I maybe think, it is. I think it's just France being like a, a better country. Seems- <laughs> Frank seems well off enough, and yeah. he just goes there literally every day to the cruising spot to hang out day to night. Yeah. And then at night, uh, I guess he goes to dinner or something. But it's like, it, I was just like, what is this lifestyle? I, I never had, I even had like four days off in a row in like years. It's so funny uh, too when there's this part where this couple uh, gets up off the beach and like, oh, we're going to happy hour. <laughs> They've just been laying on the beach all I'm day. Like, you're not allowed to have a happy hour if you're out just having <laughs> sex while... Like all day and like that's not I don't know. Yeah. Uh so anyways, he goes there every day and he sees a very sexy man, Michelle, and he's like, Ooh, I like him. I'm gonna do I another like look alike comp for you. Yeah, well <laughs> go ahead. Tom Selleck. I can see that this guy's more attractive. You're just basing that out of his mustache. <laughs> Yeah, mostly. I don't know when about you... that one either. <laughs> Both these guys, hot, hot, hot. Really hot. And uh, But Michelle is with another guy uh, whose name is escaping me. It doesn't matter, uh, do, really. Do they mention his name? Oh, they don't. Oh, yeah, they do, they but do I can't remember. They do mention it later. I can't remember. It's, it's unimportant, but he's with this other guy. We'll just say the other guy. Mm-hmm. And they're hooking up. And But Frank is like, ooh, I like him. And one day at the cruising spot, Frank is just hanging out up in the woods and he sees Michelle drown this other man like out in the water. They're like, I don't even quite understand what's happening, but he like holds him underwater and kills him and then swims back to shore like it's nothing. Yeah, quite now a you would, brazen move. <laughs> yes. Now you would think Frank would be like, I'm going to go call the police or at the very least, I'm never coming back here again. <laughs> but he comes back the next day and has... And is like, I'm still very hot for Michelle. 
and they it's have the mustache. sex. You can't, it's the mustache. You can't I mean, it. he is hot, which I guess leads me to my first question, Patrick. If you knew someone was a murderer and they hadn't been caught, but they were very hot, would you hook up with them? Oof. Very how, hot. How hot are we talking? <laughs> Super hot. Michelle level hot. I don't know. If I had some sort of promise that I wouldn't get hurt, maybe. <laughs> Please don't murder me. If like, I knew that I wasn't going to get hurt, maybe. <laughs> when would you introduce that into the conversation, though? Mid-coitus? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe That's I'd have a spotter. A... I'd have you spot me. <laughs> spotter. I don't want... Please don't make me your sp- your sex spotter, Patrick. It's like, like I the... just don't want to be murdered. I'm like, you should not be in this situation. What would you do? I, I think it would... I don't know. This is just me. Murder's a real turn-off. Well, did, so did I you think witness be... the murder, or did you just hear about it? I think if I witnessed well, it... I'd... If different. you witnessed it, I think if any sort of scent of they might be a murderer would make me not want to be alone in the woods with them in an intimate situation. Yeah. But Franck is like falling in love with Michelle and he doesn't seem, I think it's, it bothers him that Michelle killed this guy. And Franck also sort of is worried that Michelle is going to kill him too. But they keep dating and then the body gets discovered and a snoopy little inspector mm-hmm. starts poking around. Inspector Dambrader. I like how he comes into every scene too. <laughs> he comes in like out of nowhere with his hands behind his back. Out of nowhere. Back. It's kind of like, ah! <laughs> like every time. <laughs> he's, he's kind uh, of a frightening specter. <laughs> yes. And things sort of descend after that because this inspector he suspects there's something weird going on with Franck and Michelle. Mm-hmm. And even one of Michelle's friends, Henri, is like, yeah, he, he, I think the line is literally like, yeah, he's super hot, but he is weird. He said that. I thought that was funny. He's like, don't you think he's weird, Michelle? And Franck's like, I don't know what you're talking about in the back of his uh, head. Can we he's talk like, about I guess Henri I did watch him murder someone. Yes. So there's, a, there's, a, there's an older gentleman who he doesn't appear. He doesn't seem like he's out, but he is gay and he just him and his girlfriend just broke up and he's started hanging out well at he this insists gay... that he's not gay but it's a very but he has had sex with men mm-hmm. so it seems like he's like a little uncomfortable but he, with this world but he's kind of trying to mm-hmm. f- get into it and frank becomes his friend and they be, they like become actual friends and confidants and uh and Henri is very suspicious of michelle and as he should be he's a murderer yes and he's so. a very Henri is kind of this melancholy. He's kind of like a Shakespearean character. I feel like yeah, he is Henri because he's kind of like a, in a way, he feels a little bit like the moral center of of the story, and yeah. also just sort of like this melancholy uh, type, this melancholic figure who is just kind of struggling with all these different things. But he he feels like he knows his. He knows what's right. He knows, like, he has a moral North Star. But other than that, he just yeah. seems very adrift and unsure of what to do. Like, he says at one point, um, like, he doesn't know what to do. He Like, he misses work because... Yeah, I was just going to bring that up because this kind of connects to every other movie we've talked about so far. Kind of boredom and the lack of, like, necessity. Like, none of these people, ha- it seems like, have jobs that, like... It just seems like people these in this movie they can kind of disappear and no one will notice. Like that guy gets murdered and it's like five days before anybody notices really. Right. And uh, there's just like this European freedom of responsibility. And this character Henri is like, God, I cannot wait to get back to work. I hate just thinking all day. Yeah. He hated being alone with his thoughts. Just yeah. kind of sad. I felt and, really bad. And it made me think about too, like in that moment. In reflecting on some of the other movies that we've watched, how, you know, ennui is like sort of like one of the big themes. It's kind of like the through line yes. for a lot of these films. Lots of ennui. Lots of ennui. And so I'm, I've been thinking about, you know, how I don't like to work. I don't like to work. I just don't want to work. Yeah. And these movies, I don't think they're, I don't think they're like, like pro work movies, like labor is, is a justification for, for living. So, it's more like purpose. It's more like purpose. Like, and so it's made me think about, you know, how I think one of, I, I want one of my life objectives to be perfecting the art of leisure. I think I want to oh, be able to Patrick. 
do that in some way or another. I'm not I'm not good at it. And I, you want to be able to spend every day at a rocky beach cruising for sex. <laughs> Yes. Like these men, these men and not see, be overthinking yeah, I, it. <laughs> I, Patrick, I a hundred percent and not, yeah. And not to have these existential thoughts, you know, uh, just take each just moment to, as it comes and enjoy it. Yeah. Focus at the task at hand. <laughs> um, my dad is really good at relaxing and Love so that. is Trisha. I feel like they're both masters of leisure and I have learned a lot from them because it's very hard for me to relax. I always feel like I should be working on mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important to learn how to relax for long periods of time without feeling guilt, yes. without it, without feeling like uh, you need to earn relaxation. That's something I have where it's like, I need to like work hard so that I can, I have earned relaxation, right. but it's like, you don't need to earn it. Exactly. Like there's some sort of. Um, magic arithmetic where or like you know the input should equal the output or that the input should even be more than like your your relaxation output i don't know a hundred percent yeah i think that's a great point patrick because i i too struggle with and i like that Um, even though michelle took it pretty far (laughs) he seemed to you know he had to murder (laughs) to just I don't know. Get if we, that monkey off his back. There's a happy know? medium between Henri and yeah, Michelle. I think, <laughs> I think there is. There's somewhere in between uh between murder and uh yes. Not exactly. knowing what to do if you're not working. Not yeah, exactly. <laughs> Patrick, are you a very strong swimmer? There's like these guys are so muscly and they swim really long. And Michelle's a very good swimmer because, you know, he's able to murder someone pretty with relative ease out in the middle of this deep lake and then swim all the way back. In. I know. I was going to ask you this. Um, I don't think I'm a particularly strong swimmer, but I'm a I'm a solid swimmer. I think I'm a solid swimmer. I'm, I don't feel like I'm very strong. I, I mean, I can swim. I know how to swim, but I get tired and it's I, I get kind of freaked out. Mm. I don't really enjoy swimming. I would probably Michelle could have dunked me like a. <laughs> donut and coffee i could do probably about i could be in the water like swimming slash treading water for probably 40 45 minutes okay probably around no 45 minutes i did the other day continuously Mm -hmm. i did the other day that's that's impressive i couldn't do that but i mean it's very lounging it's like floating too it's like it's a combination of floating swimming a bit floating swimming treading a combination of all all the above a lot of floating there's a lot of things i want to bring up in this conversation but they they line up so perfectly with the fartsy test that i'm i'm holding off you know what i'm saying yes um i do want to ask you though uh yeah what did you think of them sitting down bare naked on these rocks on this rocky beach so I was just gonna say that this this beach looked so uncomfortable. It it's like a, so uncomfortable, like a rocky beach, and it's like there all these men are like naked, <laughs> like sitting on the beach. I feel like one of them would have got up and there was like a rock up his yeah, butt. Yeah, it's the like, least it was like con- such an uncomfortable. <laughs> there could not be a beach less conducive for lounging than this place. Maybe that's a metaphor of some kind, Patrick. <gasps> oh, case. Could be. Do you think? Could be. Don't get too comfy is what they're saying. <laughs> don't get too comfy. Relax, but don't don't dedicate your know, life you to the comfiness. Right. But it was so funny just seeing these like completely nude men just like sit down on rocks. Like, hey, have a, can I lay down next to you? And it's like, <laughs> like it's like did scraping not seem... skin and crunching bones. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Let me just give a little bit of info about this movie since I have it. Oh, There's yes. not a ton, but it's uh, directed by Alain Girardi. I think that's right. Alain Guirardi mm, in 2013. Oh, Manuel's going to just, he's going to send us some hate mail. Uh, the film contained unsimulated sex, but the unsimulated sex was using body doubles. That was not the actual actors. But we do see blowjobs. They filmed it in a way, though, that it looked like the actors. It did. When I, when you mentioned the body doubles, I was actually pretty surprised by that because... I mean, I guess that's just the tricks of editing and how good a job they did. He's a good it, filmmaker. You, it's true. It seems like you're seeing the um It seems like the Funk actors. is... You, it looks like he's giving Michelle a blowjob. Mm-hmm. Like but I, he was like upside down, so it was kind of obscured, you know? So, well done. Well done, yeah. Alain. Uh, <laughs> this film was screened on certain regards in section at the Cannes Film Festival, and he won Best Director at the Cannes Film Festival in 2013. Oh, wow. Which is great, because movies like this, this is a very queer film. very mm-hmm. and, and movies like this oftentimes sort of get relegated to, like, 
queer cinema, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like black movies do where it's like, oh, that's like not that's not like a real movie. I'm not saying that, but that's just how the industry sort of looks at it. It's sort of like almost like a genre film. So it's not it seems like it's almost not as respected. So this but this movie did break th- break through to like mainstream success or at least recognition. And I want to ask you a question kind of I think we discussed this a little bit in in the realm of the senses is like in the realm of the titties and the, the titties like independent of the sexual orientation of uh, the characters in the film does this seem like a pornographic film like thinking about this and in the realm of the senses are these pornographic films because it is very very graphic both like, of these th- movies both both of them are very very graphic. I and maybe that's a, it I guess it's in a way it's a pointless question but I'm still kind of curious about how we categorize things and how we you know it goes back to the discussion about sex and cinema yeah i felt like i am a straight hetero man and i felt like this was sexier than in the realm of the senses oh i agree i feel like this was more passionate and more sexual and more and and shot with a gaze of like like Michelle coming out of the water nude and it's like very shot in a seductive way. Mm-hmm. But like in the realm of the senses was so straightforward. Yes. So, but at the same time, it didn't feel pornographic. It felt because it felt really, we've talked about this before, how Twitter's like, you could actually cut every sex scene out of a movie and it wouldn't hurt the plot. And it's like, that's a dumb point. We obviously don't agree with this. And this movie, what would this movie be without the sex scenes? Right. Exactly. It, it would completely be not a non-movie. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly uh so yeah i but i didn't feel pornographic it felt like or excessive it was like that this takes place at like a sex den essentially Mm -hmm. you know yeah to me it felt like it just like a like a contemporary like french erotic thriller really it's like it felt more like in the erotic thriller sort of camp um, it was speaking yeah. of De Palma. <laughs> oh yeah, it was very much. This is I, that's a great. It's erotic thriller, and there were some scenes where I was like scared. Like in particular, I, when he, when Frank, like when Michelle is like really insistent about Frank going swimming with him. Yes. And Frank is very reticent to go he's swimming. Like, I'll watch you swim. Yeah. It's like I'll sit here for a bit. <laughs> I like it like, better on the beach. That's what I would do too. I wouldn't want to get in the yeah, water and with there's Michelle. There's like these shots of Michelle just waiting out in the water and it's like, Oh God, here I come. <laughs> and at first Michelle like grabs him and you're like, Oh my god, here it comes, but then he kisses him and you're like, Phew. <laughs> it was wild. Oh, I just wanted to say this did lead some insight into the gay community a little bit. Um I wish we had had one of my male gay friends on that could have maybe sh- sh- shed some light on to, you know, uh, just, uh, you know, gay society and the politics of it. But there was like, there were things that made me laugh. Like there was, uh, a character, a guy who showed up to hook up and he wore like a Batman t-shirt I and, <laughs> And like this, this horrible like dad baseball hat. Do you know that kind? Of, what is it? How, how do you describe that hat? It's like a denim hat almost, or like a dad hat. It's like a dad hat, and he's like finicky. Like it's a big thing where like people are jerking off, like watching people have sex and jerking off. And one guy, this one character is like always jerking off, and like he was watching them, and he's like, "Go away! Like what are you doing here?" And he's like, "Oh, sorry, you're not into this." Like it's like. Like that character, I don't know. It was just, I felt like there was like little in jokes that I didn't really like need to know, but it kind of, I thought it was cool. It kind of like, I like when there's like specific sort of cultural jokes within like the gay community that aren't explained, but you like are in on them just already, you know? Yeah. Am I explaining this enough? I, no. I don't No, I think, I, I think you I'm are. And kind of what, what I would really like to kind of hear from people like who identify as queer, especially in the context of, things like cruising is how and like hookup culture i guess hookup culture like because it kind of seemed like i'm just so far i'm just so ignorant and i'm ignorant of a lot of things and this yeah. is one of them like how they navigate uh sort of like is there sort of like if you're coming to this place there's there must be some to some degree there's an implicit level of consent obviously it's not yeah. like a complete no no rules bacchanal like there's still like there's still consent as part of it but there is 
there does seem to be like you can skip a couple steps if you're already here in terms yeah, of yeah like- <laughs> it's it's kind of like um grinder like i think grinder mm-hmm. has sort of replaced these like cruising spots right uh and but i would just be curious yeah if any of our gay friends want to chime in about the sort of the politics of of hookup culture because that's like something i'm not privy to but it did oh well there's like we talked about there's that character who's like always in the background jerking off to everybody and it's like everybody's like oh my god he's like it was just like it was a punchline yeah like there's one scene where he's like we're talking we'll be fucking later so just come back when we're yeah he's like oh sorry do you not do mind and he's like we're talking come we'll we'll be fucking later just come back and he's like okay and uh also later he like gets frank is like having a meditative moment alone and this annoying masturbator comes up and he's like finally i have you alone and he's like i want you and frank's like yeah i know like you're like always no you don't he's like no trust me me, i do know yeah he's like you know you have no idea no i do know you're always fucking around like you're annoying me like oh that was so funny it was so Um, funny it was a great character it was a great character and he wasn't meant to be pervy it was no. it didn't feel pervy it meant it was more like oh my god he's, he felt yeah, like a like guy a kind of back. a member like he didn't feel like people were ir- like the people were irritated by him but he, by him but he felt like a member of the community like he wasn't he like did, ostracized yeah. like people liked having him around it seemed like yeah it was like he was a contributing member of the community but like frank was like like they'd like walk past each other in the woods and like this guy would be staring at him and he kind of like would graze frank's stomach and frank would like push his hand away and he's like <laughs> yeah. no thanks like <laughs> And Bye. at one point, there's this one guy that Eric. That, that's the guy. The masturbator's name is Eric. Yeah, there's one. There's one point where there's um, a character who kind of claims Eric as his boyfriend. No, that's his. And, that's husband. That was his husband. Oh, that was his. That's Eric's husband. Yeah, he's 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 credited as uh, Le Mari d'Eric, which is the husband of Eric in French. Oh, that's uh, so interesting. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> for some reason, Eric is there alone cruising, and then he brought his husband one day, and his husband was like, "Hey, stop looking at my, stop looking at Eric." And Frank's like, "I'm, I'm not, like, don't." And he's like, yeah, "You, <laughs> don't, you so don't have anything funny. to worry about, pal." <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I'm not looking at Eric. Yeah. And he I'm was like, "Oh, that was Tom such Selleck. a funny scene too," because he was like, "He's like, hey, leave him alone. He's taken." And Frank's like, this is a cruising beach. And the husband's like, no, it's not. It's a cruising woods. And it's like, the beach is next to the woods. How do you delineate? This is like word for word what this scene is. It's like, how, how do you delineate where the cruising area is? And he's like, that tree over there. <laughs> that was so funny. There were like funny scenes in this, it didn't was. you think? Like, yeah, there were some. Did you did you watch this movie with head- headphones on by any chance? I did, yeah. Um, Watching this movie with headphones made the film uh the sex scene seem even more like uncomfortable from like a just having sex perspective because like yes you'd hear there's just bugs you just hear like bugs bugs and grass rustling and sticks breaking and (laughs) they made it they made it sexy but i couldn't help but think about that also and then there's one scene where the annoying batman guy like he's like oh there's garbage here and he like moves garbage aside and it's like ugh, they're like in the woods it just seems so unsanitary but but the movie made it seem like very clean and nice but exactly it's just it you can't help but think like they're in the woods they're gonna get like a they're gonna get like a piece of a grain of sand in their yeah, pee I just kept thinking something. about like the mosquito bites and they're gonna yes. need to do tick checks after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, certainly tick checks in between the cheeks too. You don't want to get Lyme disease, you know? Exactly. But like you said, like everything was th- like the sequences were shot really sexy in a really hot way, so it looked really appealing. Yeah. But then with my headphones on, all I hear <laughs> the bugs and branches breaking. <laughs> I thought this was really a cool movie because it is slow, but it's like I like that it like literally takes like place in like like the circumference must have been like 500 feet like or like such a small physical area Mm -hmm. like just next to this lake i thought that was really cool how contained it was but you don't feel claustrophobic i don't know i thought that was really cool no because it's changing it's it moves i mean it's definitely a slower pace but i mean things kind of move along too and there's a lot of i was gripped yeah me too yeah, because you're particularly interested to see how Michelle is going to navigate, or how Frank is going to navigate the situation. His He's romance with known murderer. With Michelle, yes. yes, and if you thought Michelle did one murder, he does many. But maybe we shouldn't. 
Maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe you I don't want to. You don't want to spoil it. Should I don't do know. That's like that's. Alert? I don't really have anything to say about it. That's though, true. I think. Here's what I'll say about it. Spoiler alert. And I'm not going to okay, say anything. Spoiler alert. I'm not going to say anything ending. too. Um, uh, too particular. But it was almost comical how murder happy he got towards the end. It just felt like it was a quick succession of murders. Yeah, it was like he did get very murder happy. And like, All I in was like the like, last oh. like seven minutes. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh, it's very smart to like if he's big enough to drown someone out in a lake. It's really hard to like pin that on somebody, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, that's very smart. That must be his like that his like uh what what do you say like the way someone works there's a word for a phrase for that his uh modus operandi mm-hmm. um but then <laughs> he abandoned he abandoned that quickly and just starts <laughs> stabbing people um, oh what i do want to say i think yes. this is worth bringing up about this when he murders Henri. yes um, beloved Henri. that felt like suicide by murderer if that means like we've all heard of suicide by cop but what about suicide by murderer patrick what a great segue into the fartsy test uh, you did it all right Perfect. all right this is the fartsy test there's a beeping going on right now in the background but i'm just gonna move through it uh this test is used to determine the fartsiness of a movie which is our scale that gan- that gauges how impenetrable unapproachable and generally artsy fartsy a movie is we continually add subtract from the list it's a living document, much like the Constitution, but much more important. Patrick, does the first five minutes of the movie make you question whether or not your volume is working? I don't think so. I was a little bit because it was so quiet. Yeah, it's very quiet. Oh, this reminds me. I think there might be either a new question to ask or it could yes. replace something or something. Yes. But does the movie not have any score Music. or soundtrack? That's great. Yeah, there's literally not a drop of music. Patrick, I'm no. going to put that right here, number two. Because that feels uh, very artsy to me. I think people like, like, think of a mainstream movie. It's going to have a score or like a poppy yeah. soundtrack. I think Claire's Knee was similar. It also, there was no music. No music in Claire's Knee. Yeah, but I feel like in Claire's Knee, I was like, oh my God, get on with it. But this, I didn't really notice. Like, there's so much mood and tone in this movie, but you didn't, it didn't need the music. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel barren, you know? No, it still felt Uh, very, like, rich and lived in. And it, I don't, I don't know. In fact, while I was watching, I was like, I don't know what music would add to this scene. I was thinking about it and I was like, I noticed it. I was like, there's no music. And I was like, but I don't know what it would add here. I think this is, it's standing on its own. Do you think there's some sort of thematic thing I was trying to say by Michelle being the only circumcised penis in the movie? I didn't notice he was the only circumcised Yeah, one. he was. Oh. What does that mean? I don't know. Did Hard you? To say. I didn't even notice that. Are you circumcised? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, me too. Okay. We're in now the club with Michelle. Now everyone knows. <laughs> what does that mean? Patrick, is there suicide? You brought this up earlier. Go on. Um, so spoiler alert, uh, Spoiler. you can go ahead like 15 seconds or something, or just pause it and watch the movie or, or just listen, please just listen. Um, so Henri, who's kind of the, and we should mention too about Henri. He's kind of, I mean, there's all, there's people of all shapes and sizes. He's the most cruising. out of shape guy at the beach, but though. Henri feels a little out of place. Yeah. Uh, he's he's kind of off on his own. He's. Um, older, older, or not older. He's less fashionable. He's less yeah. cool. Yeah, he just doesn't seem like he totally fits in. But it, the place does seem like an accepting community where there's all sorts of people yeah. there. But Henri definitely is kind of at the outer edge, and Henri is like kind of falling in love with with Franck, and yeah. and and he, they do have this discussion about whether it's strictly strictly platonic friendship or what is what is the distinction between platonic friendship and romantic yeah. friendship. And anyways. Henri is very suspicious of Michelle. As he should be. As he should be. And so at one point, I don't know where where Franck is, but at one point, uh, Henri approaches Michelle and basically says, I know what you did and you're going to get caught. And you're going to find out And he doesn't really soon. have any hard evidence. He just, he just knows somehow. Yeah. And then but- he stares at Michelle and he's like, I'm going to go take a stroll in the woods 
and kind of gives him this like weird sort of knowing look and starts walking towards the woods and then looks back at Michelle and then continues on just slowly walking into the woods. Yeah, but see, it's interesting because then Franck sees that they're gone and is like, fuck, Michelle is definitely killing Henri. And they go into the woods, but then you're like, oh, are they hooking up? Yeah, because for a that second was, you like, think they might ha- be hooking up, yeah. And you see them kind of moving in the bushes and you're like, maybe they're maybe they're just hooking up and then you would have been kind of like happy for Henri because it's like, okay, he's able to express his, you know, gay uh, sensibilities. But no, he has been killed. Mm-hmm. And, but he's, his throat has been slit, but he's like, but Frank, and Frank's trying to save him. And he's like, no, no, it's good. It, the suffering is over. Yeah. So it was kind of suicide by murder. Mm-hmm. Like he knew. What a way to, <laughs> he knew. He knew that Michelle was licking his lips for his next kill and uh, knew that he could do the job for yeah, him. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Are there images that seem to be edited in a nonlinear fashion that creates confusion and possibly epilepsy? No. No. We got to get to this next question here. Does someone masturbate? Is there a penis in this movie? <laughs> Probably the most penises we've seen in a single fart house movie. I wonder how many distinct penises we saw. Six, seven, more? Yeah, maybe we saw more. Maybe we've seen more in other movies. Oh, no. I, no, I mean in this. What movie do you think we saw more penises? I don't I think don't know. so. I feel like there was a scene in uh, one of those one of those horror movies where it was like hundreds of naked people. I don't know. Probably, but we but were most movie, intimately. We're acquainted with like forward. six or seven different penises, at least in yeah. this movie, if not more. Very, yeah, I could probably pick, I could probably do like a match game because we saw them so frequently. <laughs> yes. Like like a BuzzFeed quiz or something like that. <laughs> BuzzFeed uh, listicle. All the penises yeah. in Strangers by the Lake and what their penis yeah. says about them. Yeah. <laughs> Which penis are you? Uh, does someone masturbate? But yes, there is a ton of masturbating. There's a there's a character we're calling the masturbator. Like yeah. he, Eric is constantly playing with his dingaling. And speaking and of wet, hot, sticky people. summer, lots of ejaculate in this film. Lots of ejaculate. Very sticky. Yeah. Uh, are there topics, images, or behaviors that go beyond what would be considered acceptable in a mainstream film? This yes, which is always interesting answering this question because it's like. Murder is acceptable in a mainstream film, mm-hmm. you know? Like, that's not what would be weird. Right. Or I shouldn't say weird, but would not be... What your playing. average moviegoer would find uh, off-putting. Shocking. Or shocking, yeah. And, and it's but there's a lot... The gay characters, it's the sex. <laughs> yeah, the it's the sex. I actually think the idea of cruising and having an area of cruising would shock people even if there wasn't as gratuitous mm-hmm. yeah. of sex but it's interesting watching the movie and you and i are very liberal from big city liberal places so to me the gay sex was not shocking because it's so makes sense for this world they're right. in exactly and the but this movie does a good job of me i thought the murder was very shocking mm-hmm yeah. Like it feels very real because it's never up close. It's like it's kind of how you would actually see someone murder somebody. Well, like, and it feels off in the distance. It feels, you know, it starts out pretty playful or at least you're kind of. Yeah. It's hard to determine whether it's it's some sort of playful. Um, I don't know. When Michelle kills that guy, it looks like they're playing in the water mm-hmm. at first. Yeah. Just and then Michelle in each other. Yeah. And then it seems like Michelle just decides to kill him in that moment. Mm hmm. Which is scarier? Yeah, I felt like. I agree. And you're right. He's he's got he's got a taste for flesh. Yes, he does. Yeah, he's just this weird, amoral, like antisocial sociopath. You know what? I just had an I just had a realization. Is he like the stranger? Albert Camus, the stranger. Mm. Because remember, he kills somebody and he doesn't really feel anything. About yes, it. yes. It's Do you like think a, there's some connection there. I would imagine so. Let's like not a, go too much further because we will look very stupid. Yes, but I will. We one more thing I'll say that could be very wrong if I someone call me out on it. But he also seems a bit like a Cormac McCarthy character, just a, just a sort of like that. nihilistic, evil presence in a sort of benign or not benign in a sort of boring way. Just this boring, yeah. evil. But Frank loves him. But Frank loves him. Well, he's hot. He's hot. They have good <sighs> sexual chemistry. Uh, there was another funny part where this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really laughed at this where this 
you know, in the woods, all these men are just walking around, kind of cruising, looking up who wants, seeing who wants to hook up with who. And one guy's kind of walking around furiously, and he comes up to Frank, and he's like, "Have you seen any women, any horny women around here?" And Frank's like, "There, there are no. You are in the wrong place, pal." And he's like, "No, I've seen horny women here before." And he's like, "I don't know what to tell you." <laughs> Just the idea of him going up. Have you seen any? Are there any horny women around? <laughs> oh, that made me laugh so much. Uh, is the movie over two hours? Can you start watching this movie after eight p.m. without falling asleep? Did you fall asleep during this movie? You did. Patrick? I didn't. I paused it before. Oh my god! I paused. It. I've been watching the movies really late. What has Maine done to you? I've been you? watching them really late. This is a slow movie, though. You should not start this movie after 8 p.m. Just no. because it starts off so slow. I feel like a lot of these European movies, they really take their time introducing the place and the people. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like the filmmaker is intentionally trying to torture the audience? No. But it does feel like he's trying to turn us on. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, he's like trying to titillate sexy. us, I think. And I was titillated. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, is there an inordinate amount of milling about so much so that this could be retitled We're the Millers? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Laying and They're loafing. just hanging out at the beach. Laying. That's it. Loafing. We need to learn to be like them. I know. We really do. I think. Not the murder and probably not the sex either, but. Uh, well, at least not the, the relaxation the, part. The unsafe. There is some unsafe, just yes. unsafe sex. There was unsafe uh, unsafe sex, but he had the unsafe sex with the murderer, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. So, yeah, I guess that's, that, that speaks say? to. I mean, apparently, you Frank that, that, just likes to dance with the devil. He does. Well, that other, the Batman shirt guy was like, do you have condoms? And Frank's like, no, can we just have sex without the condoms? And the guy's like, no, we can't. Yeah. And so maybe that's a little bit of foreshadowing of like Frank liking to, yeah, dance with the devil, yeah. you know, risk it he all. Li- yeah, he likes that degree of danger. He likes the sexual element Flirting that comes with danger. With danger yeah. yeah. Uh, would you rather read 10 pages of Infinite Jest than watch this movie? Not I, said Casey. Nor I. I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I was really gripped and shocked. It was really good. It moved. I mean, even though it's kind of a, like like we've said, it's kind of slower. It still moved. Like I wasn't bored. Like it was usually with art house movies. A lot of the movies we watch on this show, I'm looking at my clock, going, mm-hmm. "God, when is this over? When can I put below deck on?" <laughs> you know, but not this one. I was pretty engaged. Yeah, me too. So, uh, Patrick, do you have anything pretentious to say about this movie? You know, I didn't write anything particularly. That's okay. I think we only need to do one pretentious thing per movie. And I think maybe do I have one here? Oh, yes. Here's my pretentious okay. thing. Henri is obsessed with a silurus, which is a oh, giant yes. catfish fish. And he's like, I don't go swimming in the lake because there's this giant fish in there. And Frank's like, no, there's not. And he's like, why don't you ask a fisherman? He'll tell you. <laughs> and then when that guy gets drowned, he's like, I think it was a Silurus, <laughs> which is a type of big fish. And Frank's like, not this again. And so he's always, Henri is the character who's always looking for danger. Mm-hmm. He's always on, like, Frank is the opposite that he's, like, throwing caution to the wind. And Henri is the opposite of him, where it's like he's always worried about something evil right. happening. Right, to the point he's that he can't even worried his, about enjoy his vacation. Coming. He can't even enjoy He has yeah, he can't three weeks in a row vacation. off, and he can't enjoy it just because he's just... <laughs> so I guess I can identify with Henri in that regard. <laughs> and so when he's murdered, he's like, I don't have to worry anymore. Yeah, it's over. You know? I don't want to be murdered, over. but I don't want to worry anymore either, Case. Yeah, well, maybe you could try getting murdered, <laughs> see how that how that fits. Uh, Patrick, do you have a score for this movie? I do. I do too. I'll go first. Okay. Nine. Okay. Okay. There is so much anal sex, unsimulated blowjobs, hand jobs, actual penis ejaculating that I just feel like that really rake it pushes the score up. It's like in the realm of the senses, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm eight point four. Eight point four, that gives us a score of boop 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 eight point seven. That's good. It's pretty good. That's good. The the, the interesting thing is this is not, I would never say this was a bizarre or experimental film. Right. It's not, it's like such a well-crafted feature right. in terms of the rising tension throughout. And there's not that much dialogue, but you understand what characters are thinking like the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so 
to give it a high score is a little unfair because I feel like, you know, a movie like I'm thinking of ending things, which is like you're literally watching it going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That's not this type of movie, right. you know? So. But there is, I mean, it's it's so graphic and it's, um, it's expression so of sexual behavior. Like, yeah. regard, like if it, any kind of sexual behavior, this graphic is going to be a little much for some people. Yeah, um, yeah. Just a lot. Not us. Not us. We loved it. We loved every minute of it. <laughs> uh, Patrick, do you have a drink pairing for us? Summer Shandy. Why not? Hey, that's a great a line and kugel. <laughs> line and kugel, absolutely, or whatever. Love to hear maybe a that. Stiegel Radler. Oh, love those. Those are one, great. I'd say one of those. Great by the lake. If you're, you know, by the lake. Fuck with the seltzers. Your, let's get shandies back. Yeah, let's get shandies. You're by the lake. You're with your hot boyfriend who is a murderer. <laughs> you saw him murder someone. <laughs> Pebbles are you're rolling kind, into your butthole. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of. Testing the waters with him, seeing you want things to move farther along. He's not ready. That's just the perfect time to have a summer shandy by the lake. You know, too. You have a rock up your butt because the <laughs> the beach is so uncomfortable. Which is funny, too. Michelle, I think, was the only character that prominently did this. He would go down to the shore and he would bring his shoes because it was obviously so painful to walk on those rocks. So then yes. Michelle would get out of the water completely naked and then just put his sneakers on and then just walk back <laughs> the beach there is something naked. funny about <laughs> sneakers uh, nothing a else man, yeah being buck naked in sneakers yeah <laughs> patrick next week we're kind of moving away from the sexiness a little bit mm-hmm. but it's still summer it's still wet presumably hot mm-hmm. probably sticky you get sweaty is sticky you know what else is sticky what blood is because blood we're talking about Funny games. <gasps> Wait, what did you say about blood? I said, is it sticky? If it dry, it would be sticky. Yeah, that's true. I guess dry. if it dries, yeah. Yeah. Or in between fully dried and fully wet. Sticky, right? That's what we decided on, yeah, right? Yeah, wet, hot, sticky okay. summer, yeah. We're doing funny games. Patrick really wanted to do the English version, and I was like, Patrick, <laughs> yes. I know you hate subtitles. <laughs> you hate your say, you, your famous phrase is that you came to watch a movie, not read a book. <laughs> You know, yes, but we're going to do the Austrian version. Is that okay with you, Patrick? That's fine with me. Thanks for checking. I appreciate Just it. Just wanted to check. Did you, we've talked, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I'm going to talk about it again. Did you ever have people growing up that were like, oh, subtitles? No. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people. Yeah. I think even now there's a lot of people that, that are that way. Which Tony is okay. Kornheiser, Tony Kornheiser, one of my favorite sports old grumps he's always like i don't watch movies with subtitles i'm like why i think it's i think it's strange as a general rule i can understand if someone doesn't want to at a specific specific time like if they're like "Eh, i don't want to do subtitles tonight i can kind of understand that but as a as a general rule to not want to do it that's very strange to me here's the thing i think like we said famously, the French people are the least funny people on the planet. And I feel like a lot of people associate foreign films with heavy, serious movies. So when you say a subtitled movie, you're thinking that doesn't sound fun. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Exactly. And we talked about this before, too, with um, oh, with Nat and Ben on the Back to the Movies podcast when we talked about the lives of Our others. Our old pals, Nat and Ben. Our old pals, Nat and Ben. When we talked about the lives of others and um, how a common thing in editing trailers for American audiences for foreign films is to not include the dialogue because you don't really, as much as possible, you don't want the American audience to know that it's going to be subtitled. But yeah. um, I remember going to a screening of, of the lives of others and with an, with an older crowd and I remember like one of the things that they were all saying is I didn't even notice I was reading subtitles because it's such a gripping and, and thrilling movie and I think if you can make a movie that's you know really entertaining you and really compelling you it. forget about it yeah it's, a lot of people I remember that happened with Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon I remember my friend Jay Buller being like you don't even I, you don't even notice after like two minutes you don't even notice you're reading and I was like whoa <laughs> our brains are complex isn't that funny man our brains can do so they can walk and chew gum at the same time, man. Hey. That's our brains. They can. Oh, Patrick, we're done here. Uh-huh. Are you going to miss me? Yes, but I get to see you so soon. You do? I'm all in a week. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Look at you looking on the bright side of things. 
<laughs> well, I have so Love much. It. Yeah, I got so much coming up. It's going to go by so fast. Okay, Patrick, that's our show. We did it again. We sure God, did. We did it. We sure did it. Didn't Crushed we? it. Oh. We're a little wiser, a uh, little more wary of hot men, I would say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I will say that this was well cast because these characters need to be hot for the movie to make sense. Mm -hmm. And they were very hot. Yeah. They were like, I was like, these are like two of the most beautiful men I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> bodies are perfect. Perfect <laughs> bodies, perfect like jawline faces. Yeah. They're hot. Anyways. Uh, okay. I was going to say one thing. Yes, please. Did you know, so this is going back to previous episode, Crazed Fruit. Did you know there was a 1981 remake of Crazed no. Fruit? <laughs> And apparently it's kind of like much like sleazier and more like kind of scuzzy and like grindhousey. Yeah. I don't know if grindhousey is the right word, but like a little bit more like exploitation sort of. Oh, really? Version. Interesting. Yeah. I'm really curious to check it out. So apparently, well, you do that and then you report back to us, okay, Patrick? All right. If I can find it, I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. Let's see if I can find oh, it somewhere. Great. And I'll Fantastic. report back. All right, folks, that's us. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're Fart House Pod on Twitter, where Brad runs the that account and then instagram fart house pod where the phantom of the podcast runs that account follow patrick at patrick r mallon you can see him quote retweet people and scream at them and tell them to fuck off and stuff and it's not true really, really fascinating social study there uh and then you can follow him at letterbox at pr mallon uh i'm casey lee o'brien on all services uh and if you want to sponsor a show you can venmo patrick at patrick-mallon uh and please leave us a five-star review it truly raises the show and gets it in front of other people so it really helps us as well patrick another delight i'm excited that you're coming back to the west coast soon yes i'll be back Your in the same time zone as you pretty soon thank god be much thank more god. synced spiritually much and more intellectually synced. we've been off yes you're very your your energy right now is very green very pine coney and mine is very surfboard very uh, palm tree <laughs> yes. you know cannot be so more different could not be more different. <laughs> uh, all right, that's us, the Cinephile Cuties, signing off. Bye. Bye.